Hello, and welcome to Let Me Look That Up, the show where we use the internet to try to answer life's trivial questions. I'm Giovanni, and I'll be your host for today's episode. I'm Tristan, and I've got another food-related topic that I want to share with you today. And I'm Adam, and I'm here to poke holes in all your good ideas. Basically, my job is to avoid looking anything up during this episode, but act like I'm really sure I already know what's up. We've all been there. You're hanging out with a couple of friends, and suddenly a random question pops up like... Can you actually be allergic to yourself? That's when somebody pulls out their phone to see if they can find an answer. That's what this show is all about. Just a couple of friends trying to find answers to life's mysteries. Finally, a friendly reminder, the three of us are at best hobbyists who are mostly relying on random stuff we found on the internet. We definitely look at all the articles your teachers tell you not to use as citations for your term paper. So do with that what you will. So for today's topic, Tristan, you brought us a question for us to dip our chips into? Guacamole joke. I get it. But yeah, today's topic is avocados. Uh, but first, I wanted to take us on a little sidetrack and ask you a question. How do you guys feel about conspiracy theories? They make me nervous. Uh, unsettled, powerful, mm. weird. Mm-hmm. They're like a, they're like attractive, aren't they? Like they like suck you in. Element of danger. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something that if you're just reading them for entertainment value, it's great. But when it gets starts becoming real, it's a little weird. Okay, before you get there, I just want to like let's talk about how it sucks you in. I think like every kids series, you know, like young adult series, like the Boxcar Children or the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew, like all of those are just like conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory that actually in the in the book world pans out to be real. Oh yeah, so like yeah, it's so attractive. Yeah, there's there was that whole series of books uh, that I remember reading when I was a kid that was like my teacher's a vampire. Oh or right, <laughs> the gym teacher's a werewolf or whichever. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I love those books. Right, those I, were great. My daughter likes those books, but she hates the pictures on the cover. <laughs> I mean, they're intentionally a little bit scary, right? Yeah, right. So, do you have a scary avocado for us? There is a conspiracy that I stumbled upon this week. I just thought it was great. It's something that we should all uh, know a little bit more about. Sounds delicious. The avocado conspiracy is a theory that gives a reason to why it can't reproduce uh, by itself naturally. I thought that was just because I was bad at growing things. No. So <laughs> the theory states that the avocado is not from Earth and instead was introduced by advanced aliens. These oh, gotcha. aliens also needed someone to mm -hmm. take care of this fruit. Why? Um, so <laughs> And so they domesticated humans mm -hmm. to take care of their fruit and this slowly took over the <laughs> the species of of humanity and this is also the reason why there is a natural tendency for everyone to freak out when someone says that they hate avocados or they don't like <laughs> avocados because it is a direct threat to the overlords direct threat this guy doesn't like avocados. He's a direct threat. I, I feel lost. I, can I just... <laughs> let me just say, I feel like out of everybody... like So just to put this straightforward, you're saying aliens uh -huh. or the... Cons what's been said out there? You're not saying 
this. You're repeating what you've heard. Right. Tristan's a true Aliens believer. went, gee, avocados are important. We like avocados. We want to grow it on this planet. We need people to take care of it because we're not going to do it. So we're going to have, we're, we're going to take people, make uh-huh. them intelligent, mm-hmm. all so we can have more avocados. What do they do then? Do they eat the avocados? <laughs> or do they just knows. want to know that they're out there? Like, hey, right. you know, I feel better. I can I can fall asleep tonight knowing that there's avocados out there in the universe. Also, why humans? Like, we only have two hands. Why not monkeys, squirrels? Squirrels love avocados. Quick question. How many hands do monkeys have? Well, they have two, <laughs> but they have opposable feet. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they, yeah, I got you. Yeah. They got, <laughs> yeah, I got you. I mean, and they, uh, and they have a proclivity for climbing. So It's true. Yeah. If it's up in a tree, why not have something they can get up yeah. in a tree? Right. I don't do so well in a tree the older I get. Koalas got two thumbs. I mean, that's even yeah. better for grabbing the well, avocados, four thumbs. right? Well, yeah. Four, four thumbs. thumbs two, two thumbs per hand. Yeah, those aliens are dumb. Maybe <laughs> it's just a ploy to become the overlords. And they couldn't have done it without avocados. Like secret power in the avocados? I don't know. Well, so everybody, thank you for coming to Let Me Look That Up. That's our episode for the day. That's That's it. (laughs) No. Okay. So the last part of that theory, everyone freaks out when someone says they don't like avocados, does bring me into my real question, which is, why are avocados so popular? Especially within like the millennial generation mm, okay thoughts so I, I think we're at a little bit of a disadvantage i think all of us on the episode today like grew up in southern california true so we are around people who love avocados yep. but having spent some time on the east coast I, I don't think that like passion for avocados extends outside of you know the southwest yeah i would agree on that so one. does that mean we're like we're like you know like you can get the parasite in your head from cat poop does that mean <laughs> oh yeah toxoplasmosis uh-huh. yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that mean like we're super like we're the avocado ladies of the cat lady world? <laughs> gotcha. So we have the the equivalent of toxoplasmosis for avocado. So right, avocado right. plasmosis. <laughs> <laughs> Toxo avocados. Mm. Toxis mm-hmm. avocados. <laughs> I'm surprised that Adam just off the top of his head knew exactly what this toxoplasmosis is. Oh, it's very important to me. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, have two cats and I spend all day worrying about this. No, um, it's a thing when 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 my wife was pregnant, uh, I had to switch to doing all of the cat box because of the concerns ah. of toxoplasmosis. Yeah, so, so that would like, you know. That still de- kept going, though, for seven de- years. <laughs> define at least nine months of your life, if nine months and seven years. Right, exactly. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> all right, so the question was, why are avocados so so well-loved? Yeah. So popular. And to your point, Giovanni, Los Angeles is the city that consumes the most avocados in per the capita. country by a lot. So you're right. We yeah. we do have this. We're kind of in a niche here. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's it's the city of angels and they love avocados. It's the city of avocado angels. Yeah, that's right. Aliens. Huh? Of angels. Uh, angels, aliens, avocados. <laughs> Coincidence? They all um, with A, obviously. Yeah, hey, angels are enough. just aliens, right? Oh boy. Um, so, what do you guys, if you were to just take a shot in the dark of why avocados have become so popular, especially in Southern California, what would you say? Um, I would say it's um, it's not because it's green. I'll, I'll tell you that it's it's one of the only green slimy things that I will eat. I would. Yeah, I'd it's say, got a lot going against it, doesn't it? It's green. It's right? slimy. I it mean, looks scaly. Right. Like, its shelf life is incredibly short once it's ripe. Yeah, you thought bananas were, were picky. 
Bob Cotter's like, no, 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 no. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like you're you're looking at me. Today's the day. Tomorrow's no good. No right, bueno right. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like we love buying things at Costco, but you bring home a thing of guacamole from Costco, you got like three days to eat like two gallons. It's go time. <laughs> two gallons. <laughs> you better have bought the big chips. Because yeah, right. you have to back the truck up to get the avocados home. I'm going to throw out a guess here. Go for that it. It has something to do with like the modern uh, uh, supply chain, the ability to actually get avocados out of Mexico and Southern California to to other places in the world. Hmm. Okay. Bef- before they spoil or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of a two-pronged thing. One, proximity to Mexico. I mean, that's why Southern California, the ability to transport it quickly, kind of like how bananas being able to be traveled by steamships suddenly made them the biggest thing in the world. I think avocados followed suit. I think or the, the breakthrough that, in iceberg lettuce from last time. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But there was no avocado republic, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, <laughs> that we know of. That we know of, right. I think that its popularity is like... I think it's uniqueness. Like, I think if you've never had one before, having one is a love-hate relationship. You love it or you hate it. I think it's fatty. It's tasty. You can pair it with so many things. You know, you can eat it plain, but I think of it as like a food enhancer. Like, oh, this salad's gross. Put an avocado in it. Nature's dip. Right. These chips Mm. are gross. Put an avocado in (laughs) it. (laughs) Giovanni, some of what you said is accurate. It it plays into it. But the short answer, the boring answer, is mm-hmm. marketing. Oh, <laughs> oh big avocado, huh? Really good marketing. Yes, Slam big dunk. big avocado is big out avocado. there to get you us. You know, when I think of marketing pushes for uh, different produce, you know, like you got the milk, you got the cheese, you got the dancing raisins. I don't remember any like character avocados. How did the marketing thing happen? Okay. Right. So apparently there was a character avocado whose name was Mr. Ripe Guy. <laughs> okay, Mr. Ripe I Guy. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> uh, it was apparently sometime in the 90s that uh, a marketing it has got to be a play firm. on like Right Guy, right? Like I'm the Right Guy, I'm yeah, the Ripe Guy? I think so. Mr. Okay, okay. Mr. Ripe Guy. Mr. Ripe Guy. <laughs> Is that a killer's reference? Yes, but I cut it short. <laughs> Um, so in the early 1900s, California farmers had this problem of, we have a fruit, but nobody wants it. <laughs> Didn't it used to be called something like the alligator pear or something like that? Yeah. So it, it, oh. there were two names that existed for what we now know as the avocado. One was the alligator pear. All right, son, reach your hand in and get an alligator pear. Oh, God. <laughs> That's me being both father and son in that. Yeah, moment. no, we yeah. got it. Yeah, it <laughs> good. Good. Okay, yeah, cool. Good. I just want to make sure for everyone at home. Yeah, yeah. The oh no was the son. The, yeah, the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, voices. Good. It wasn't. Oh, the difference fantastic. In voice okay. helped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're great. You're <laughs> so the other word for uh, for the fruit comes comes from uh, Aztec origins. Here we go, trying to pronounce uh, words that we're not familiar with. We really should um, hire somebody to do this for us because we are so bad. Yeah, I I even did like the Google like pronounce this for me. Yeah. Um, let's see if I get it. It's uh, aguacate. Aguacate. It sounds convincing to me, but I know nothing. I apologize if I I said that wrong, which was hard for English speakers to pronounce. Um, Obviously, just as as performed for you just there. My rough translation of what that is, is basically agua, water, and mm-hmm. cate, which what I could find seemed like it was like taste. 
And so it taste of water. So the Spaniards <laughs> did not have a high opinion of the avocado. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, an avocado without salt, like a lot of people put salt mm. on it or mm-hmm. like seasonings mm-hmm. on it. An avocado by itself doesn't have a lot of flavor, really. So I guess that makes sense. Uh, if that's wrong, somebody correct me. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, in the 1950s, ni- 1915 is when yeah. they came together and they're like, oh, let's call it the avocado. And uh, the name has stuck since then. Mm-hmm. However, now that they had a name for it that made it more approachable, uh, in the 1980s, the U.S. dietary guidelines pushed people into a low-fat diet. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know, an avocado is high in fat. Wait, right, what? So it seems like it would be bad for avocados, right? Right. This had a huge impact on the uh, the avocado industry. Enter the marketing of avocados. <laughs> Mr. Ripe Guy. Yeah. So they had a Seinfeld-style dilemma. They don't, I'm trying to sell this. They don't want it. Now I'm stuck with it. Right, right. Avocados in the 80s. So Our alien overlords are going to be mad. They're so, be so mad. mad. They came down to California in their short shorts and went, why aren't you guys pushing more avocados? So along with the uh, low-fat diet of the 80s, there was also just this issue of for 90 years, the producers did not really tell people how to eat an avocado mm. yeah it is it is an art isn't it <laughs> yeah so <laughs> there was this just fruit throwing it at people what do i do with this i don't care yeah <laughs> and also in that time there wasn't as strong of a latin influence on our food mm-hmm. the california avocado commission in the 90s mm-hmm. hired a public relations firm who introduced Mr. Ripe Guy. Best move ever. <laughs> to Mr. rebrand, Ripe. promote, and educate the public about avocados. Okay. And that's when they started to gain more influence in culture. Okay, so I got a, I got a question for you. Go for you it. You said that like the low-fat diet really like impacted the avocado sales. Now uh, people like pitch avocados as a health food with like kale and that kind of stuff. How do we go from it being a, a fatty fruit with a that nobody knows how to open to to being like the health food craze? Right. Dirty alligator pear. Uh that's a great question. So it's kind of hard as a an industry who grows produce to advertise, hey, you should eat more vegetables. However, it's easier to take one thing and get people to support that one thing. Avocados are an example of that, as so is kale, of someone was able to get that into the public eye, into the public mm. attention, and push that as like, hey, this may be high in fat, but it's... So it's good fat. So I've heard of this in like environmentalists where like the polar bear is cute and approachable. Well, don't approach a polar bear. Um, but <laughs> the polar bear is cool. The panda bear looks really cute. Like nobody cares about the, you know, South African fern slug that is also endangered because it doesn't look very good. Mm-hmm. But the panda bear is adorable, so it kind of carries a lot of the weight of the conservation effort because it is a flagship animal. So, oh. so avocado is a flagship fruit. Yeah. So it's a bridge fruit. So Tristan, to so what you're telling me and what you're telling everybody is that the reason why we think avocados are good on everything is because we've been pitched that it's good on everything. Because it just tastes like water anyway. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> it's like the gateway fruit. It's like the gateway vegetable. It's the thing that you put on stuff. Yeah. I mean, so really, if you think about it, like you said, you've put avocado on salad. You turn it into guacamole and make it a dip. And like you do that sort of thing. It's 
you want avocado, but it gets you to eat these other things as well. <laughs> Do a shoulder shake and get you to eat other things <laughs> as well. Yeah, but really what made avocado blow up was one specific event. Okay. It's an event that happens annually. Is it called an avocado blow up? <laughs> Sorry, just when you said what made it blow up, I was like, that's, is this slang? Like you like come to the bathroom. I don't know what happened in there. Someone just had an avocado blow up. Oh no. It happens once a year. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> it happens to everyone once a year. They have an avocado all, blow up. I mean, if it's once got a, a year, once a decade. If it's got a, if it's got a really boring name, like avocado festival, I don't want to hear about this. No, no, no. <laughs> I want you to think for a second. Okay. When, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> when have you seen that was a second an avocado commercial? Because they don't I happen very often. Think, I cannot think of a single. I, I my my I guess already of, happened of Cinco de Mayo. I I, I answered before I buzzed in, but uh, the Super Bowl. Ah, Super Bowl Sunday. The, the the dip the dip season of the year. Wait, dip season of the year? Yeah, nothing. Nothing says, hey, it's kind of late winter and we want to play outside. Have some dip. <laughs> Have, exactly. All right, you nailed it. No, yeah. um, but here's the thing. The Super Bowl happens in February. Yes. And that is right when avocados start to ripen. Oh, wow. So it's actually the perfect time to start uh, marketing them because they are coming into season. Yeah, so if you can get a, like a, an agreement with Tostitos, boom. You're off to the races. Right. And avocado and the Super Bowl, as those of us in the the States know, Super Bowl is a huge advertising opportunity. So the marketing firm or the public relations firm used this as their kind of launching point to get avocado into the mainstream. Okay, so we have like in way too much detail explored uh the weird origins of avocado, uh how the Super Bowl made it happen and uh, how it's become more and more popular over the years. It went from bad food, like fatty food, to superfood along the route somewhere. So like, I think the thing that we all probably have the most experience with avocados is guacamole. Can you guys think of a more consumable way of getting... I mean, that's, I was talking about that earlier. When I get the Costco stuff, we usually get the Costco guacamole with right. the, you know, the seasonings already mixed in. So um, like, is, there, is there a better way to eat avocado than guacamole? I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you there, Giovanni. I feel like it's mashed. It's like, it is the simplest delivery method that I can think of. Yeah. It goes on salad, goes on chips, goes mm -hmm. on burritos. Like it's everywhere. Right. You can literally like put it in a tube and just squeeze it onto anything. You can package it. <laughs> like toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's been like, did they change the, uh, did they change the recipe recently? I feel like it tastes a little different. When I when I'm eating it, like not at home, but like when I go out and get it, like at a, a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, like at a, the the taco shops and the the street tacos. Well, Giovanni, let me introduce you to the idea of macamole. Macamole, macamosa. Is that a kind? Is that like a mashup of the macarena and guacamole? Yes. It's so <laughs> is that guacamole? Macamole has become a a bigger thing in the last couple of years if you pay attention to avocado prices you'll see that they are skyrocketing and so some restaurants have started making a fake guacamole Ooh. how do you make a fake guac so if i'm understanding you right the the reason why um like so the prices are going up for avocados and avocado shelf life as we talked about is really finicky 
Um, That's right. So it seems like the thing that makes guacamole guacamole would be the thing that would be the problem for restaurants. So how do they like? How does guacamole like? Do they do they dip it in lye? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> there it is. We nailed it. We, we got it. Uh, no. So they're they actually are starting to use other ingredients that uh, may last a little bit longer than avocado. Right. Like uh, alien. Yeah. Just chopped alien meat. There we go. Chopped up yeah. alien. No, so they're um, some of the things that they're doing is replacing some of or all of the avocado with other things. Some are using a tender Mexican summer squash um, that's called a a calabacitas <laughs> uh, squash. This is a very American way to say it, I know, but uh, calabacitas. So they use that squash that has a very similar texture and taste to an avocado. It, it sounds to me like you're saying it's just not avocado. Like it's not guacamole anymore. It's squashamole. Yeah. Right? Squashamole. Which I guess you call it macamole. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the soy alternative for milk or, or the yeah. tomato alternative for um, chowder. But here's the problem. Yeah. Not all restaurants tell you that this is what they're doing. However, there are some restaurants that are being very upfront about this uh, foie as I like to call it. Flock. <laughs> they are also using like broccoli and green peas oh, and other no, green veggies no. that they just Guacamole. chop up Ugh. and turn it into. I'm, I'm offended. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Giovanni, that's why. It tastes different. It tastes different because it is different. It is. It's not. It's not my beloved avocado. No, okay. They're... All right. So just let's let's recap the, the trail we've been down so far. Um, so we discussed the alien origins of avocado. We, <laughs> right. We discussed Where Orson Welles described them landing. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, we discussed how marketing was amazing for them and got them into the Super Bowl, and now they're everywhere. And we've discussed how they become so expensive that they're we're losing them again. We're losing them out to squash. I really need to go look up Mr. Ripe Guy. I don't have another question. I just need to see <laughs> Mr. Ripe Guy. Agreed. Um, so while I do that, Adam, could you share with the listeners how they can support our need to look up random things? And uh, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Absolutely. Like any ripe guy, we love making this show and we love coffee. And we need your help for both. The very best thing you can do to help us out is to tell a friend or two. For those of you who want to go above and beyond and earn a special place in my heart, you can support us by donating at buymeacoffee.com slash let me look that up. While you are doing that, leave a comment that we can share with everyone on our next episode. Adam, I love reading the comments that we get on our social medias. Do you have any that you can share with us today? I absolutely do, Tristan. One of our listeners, Austin, recently bought us a coffee. Thank you, friend. Though I'm going to have to be real with you, Austin. We are not actually going to buy a coffee with that donation. We are currently working toward building a real live webpage so we can have one official place where we can host our podcast and even post some blogs that let you dive deeper on some of our topics. Your donation is going toward that particular goal. If you want to help us launch our webpage, consider clicking the membership option at Buy Me a Coffee and offering a monthly donation. Now, let's share a review. Listener Superstace87 left us this five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The right balance of educational and hilarious. Really enjoyed it. Though if I had to picture this person's voice, I'd go, The right balance of educational and hilarious. I really enjoyed it as he threw the cape and ran out of the room. Anyway, thanks Superstace. We rate you five stars as well. So Giovanni, do you have some answers for us? I sure do. 
Um, so earlier I made a reference to the uh, California raisins. Yep. Now that I've done a little bit of digging, I think the California raisins are actually a product of the uh, Mr. Ripe guy. Like Mr. Ripe guy came first. Oh, really? And the California raisins were like kind of modeled after him. Okay. So I looked high and low. I searched the entire internet that, <laughs> while Adam was talking. Uh-huh. And I found exactly one image of Mr. Ripe Guy. Only one. Like, he is nowhere to be seen. They talk about him. They buried him. I'm thinking it was before like TV commercials was when Mr. Ripe Guy was a thing. Uh huh. So it was like print ad stuff. So you don't. There's not a lot of it left. I just sent you guys the the one image on the internet that I was able to find. If you saw this, just the character, wh- what would you say that it is a drawing of? <laughs> there is. There is so much <laughs> happening right now. Yeah, um, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first gut reaction is either a director because he's sitting because uh, of his look, or someone yeah. on a dating show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, he looks like uh, Mr. Peanuts, like cooler younger brother. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. what I was. That's what I was going to say. So. Like the best way to yeah. describe it was like a short Mr. Peanut. Um, right, right. Cool, but not, but not as formal. And, like not Mr. Mr. Peanut was my dad. I'm, I'm yeah. just yeah, Peanut. <laughs> Right, and he's uh, got like Sonic the Hedgehog shoes on. <laughs> totally, oh, yeah, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> shoes on. <laughs> it, this, uh, I think we've described him. He's got he's got cool sunglasses on. Yeah, those those cool sunglasses that like connect in the middle. Right, the lens is just one big yeah. big piece of glass, like a visor oh or gosh. plastic. Yeah, he's got a great smile. That guy's happy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just read the ad because it's pretty great. Uh, it's uh, it's Mr. Ripe guy sitting in the director's chair, holding a little like a uh, director's microphone thing, like the old timey ones. Uh, and then there's a sun in the sky in the shape of a heart. So I guess the uh, uh, February um, Super Bowl Valentine's theme was strong even back then. Uh-huh. So inside this heart shaped sun, it says, "Could this be you?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then Prince is searching for Mrs. Ripe, and then I guess it, I guess it's a singles ad, like in a newspaper, right? Mm-hmm, and it says right. SCA Single California Avocado <laughs> is <laughs> Single California Avocado is searching for a FHNWP a Fun Health Nut with Personality <laughs> in Houston. Emphasis on nut that one. <laughs> Who shares his California attitude and fun-loving lifestyle? This is a, a naughty avocado. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to throw this link into the episode notes so all our listeners can go look this up. Um, Tristan, maybe you could put it on our Instagram as well. Yeah, we'll share um, it on our social it's, media. It's a tiny picture, so it's not really easy to see, um, but it is. It is so good. It is worth seeing. <laughs> I feel like all they did was just say avocados are from California. How can we sell California to the rest of the world through avocados? And that's all they did was just take all the stereotypes of California and pack it into an avocado as a as a singles ad. So someone's in the store and they're like, you naughty avocado, you're coming home with me. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I felt a little dirty. Before this I'm gets sorry. even more uncomfortable, let's just do a recap of what we've yeah. learned Tristan, tell um, us what we've learned today. What we should have if learned anything. today was that uh, avocados have become so popular uh, really because of good marketing and using the the right time, or should I say the ripe time, to, <laughs> <laughs> to put avocados out into the public. It also got a name change to something that is a little bit more approachable. And also, we've learned that not all guacamole that you're getting at restaurants is guacamole. Oh, I'm still heartbroken. Yeah, that one hurts. We really explored like the, the width and depth of the avocado world. 
Um, all the way down to how cool Mr. Ripe Guy is. Mr. Ripe Guy. Uh, I want so. more Mr. Ripe Guy. I feel like they should bring him back. Man, if anybody else can find any more ads about Mr. Ripe Guy, Absolutely. I am dying to see them. Please, please share <laughs> Mr. Ripe Guy with me. But wait, there's more. The learning doesn't stop just because we have covered our topic for the day. Listeners have done the real work of looking things up, and we wanted to share a few with you. Here's Listener Lookups. Our listener lookup for today comes from Kalina on Facebook. After listening to the Olive episode, Kalina wrote, When Giovanni, that's me, mentioned the use of lye in processing olives, I remembered that my mom uh, used lye when she made pickles when, when I was young. I wonder if that may have been why the woman mentioned in your podcast may have thought of using lye in the olives. However, before commenting on it, I took a page from your book and looked it up. Instead of lye, I learned it was lime. Pickling lime, to be mm. exact. I guess my 10 to 12-year-old mind did not remember as well as I thought. Hey, Tristan, I think you and I were talking about the difference between lye and lime uh, after our episode. Um, do you remember what you learned about the difference between those two things? Yeah. So, to start off, lime and lye are both uh, an alkaline. They have similar properties. Uh, lye is a stronger alkaline, and you can actually use lime to make lye okay so it's after some chemical reactions you get a slightly different but also alkaline substance so i wouldn't be surprised if frida amen the woman who experimented with olives uh on her back porch on her back porch in barrels if maybe she used lime at one point and decided that she needed to use something that was stronger uh to help mm. yeah with the so process. maybe she experimented with lye and lime and, and lye ended up being the better option yeah we would love to have you join the discussion too. Send us a message on our social media with the questions you've got in your mind or share some fun stories about your avocado experiences. I know avocados can be quite divisive, so there's got to be some good stories out there. Also, you can just share some random facts that make you happy. Share your thoughts and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let Me Look That Up or on Facebook at Let Me Look That Up Pod. Again, if you like the show, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. If you enjoy listening to us looking that up, you can support the show at buymeacoffee.com slash letmelookthatup. All our links are in the description or on our website, letmelookthatup.com. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time on Let Me Look That Up. I'm your Bitsky boy, Giovanni. I'm Tristan. I'm Adam. When, when we will mind, when do we will mind, when we will mind, oh.